Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. I got a special episode today, tonight, whenever you're taking this in, because I got two of my homies with me that haven't been on the podcast with me yet, but we got some great news because we're about to launch our own podcast together here in the next few days. So, Dexter, Keith, welcome to the show. What's good? How you guys doing? What's up, man? Glad to be here, finally. Uh, been in the Discord for a couple of years now, but haven't had the pleasure of jumping on yet, so I'm excited, man. Yeah, we've been talking about doing this for a pretty long time, and we've done one on mine, but now, full circle. Yep, yep, definitely. So, a little background. Uh, let's see. I think... I, Dexter and I have been on, we've been following each other on Twitter for like six or seven years at least. It's been forever. I don't know exactly why or how, but both being Giants fans and pro- pro- I feel like we talked a little Tupac back in the day on there. I'm always posting Tupac lyrics, so that was probably one of the things. But we just we just had the vibe, so it was like, okay. Hit that follow button. And we've just been talking off and on ever since. And, uh, you know, then when we started the Sneaker History Discord a few years back, got to know Dexter a little bit more, connected again. He had me on his podcast, the Industry Special Podcast, which was incredible. Got to share some some crazy stories about, you know, Giants memories, my grandma. Grandma. Um, you know, sneaker stuff, <laughs> sneaker history stuff, just all sorts of crazy stuff. And uh, and and that kind of evolved into, you know, other people, too. You, this, the community itself is the sneaker history community has kind of evolved into like this, like podcast guest, you know, like whirlwind of, of people that kind of circle around and connect with each other and find their vibes. Right. So I'm going to just shamelessly plug this for Dexter right now, because if you have not listened to. Varian and Clint the first time around. Second time is great too, but the first time around is a little bit better in my opinion, just a little, but it's, it's just an incredible conversation. And it's one of those things where like, you never know when you meet somebody, how much you can have in common and how much you can just be like, like connected and like sharing all these stories and hearing the three of you guys talk was just like, it was so awesome. And you know, we've been really lucky to be able to do that with the Sneaker History Podcast and having the community itself. You know, like Keith said, you know, Keith hopped in a couple years ago, 
you know, we've, we've really been trying to figure out what is, what is all about over the last couple of years. But in the last few months, I've really wanted to like, you know, bring people from the community that wouldn't normally be out doing their own things and like starting a podcast or starting a YouTube channel, but like have these cool and interesting stories and backgrounds. And like, we all sit there and look out for each other as much as we can throughout the, the weeks with the releases and, you know, hopping on to community calls occasionally and trivia nights and all these different things that we do meetups, you know? Um, so like Keith and I met for the first time in person at the very first, like kind of community meetup in the Bay area, which, you know, is, is like kind of in that lull for the pandemic. So it was like, we, we went and checked out, uh, what was that? Like a Stussy, uh, pop-up type thing. I can't remember yeah. what that was yeah. called, but, um, you know, it was just, it was just cool. And you get to meet people, you get to hang out and, you know, now we've got like the exhaust notes podcast going on one side and these guys and I are going to start a new podcast. Well, have already started a new podcast. You just haven't listened to it yet, but you'll get to it this week. It's going to be called crown and stitch. And you might be able to guess that, you know, we're all about our fitteds. So I think, uh, it's going to be a blast. It already has been a blast. We're going to, we're going to, you know, talk about fitteds. We're going to connect the dots with some sneaker stuff occasionally, but you know, there's just a whole world of, of hats and fitteds. And I wanted to have these guys on Sneaker History Podcast so you could be introduced to them more officially, I guess, if you haven't got to meet them through the Discord community. But, um, you know, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of common connections between sneakers and fitteds, and uh, we just wanted to, to chop it up a little bit. So I'll start it off by just saying, let's let's start with the sneaker aspect of it, right? Like, we, what what got you into sneakers? What was that thing that was like? that clicked or what was that pair maybe that, that you kind of had to have that first time or stuck in your mind? Uh, for me, I was, I want to say maybe in about third grade, I saw one of my best friends come to school in the, uh, in the Gary Payton uh, gloves and they blew my mind. You know, it was kind of like the most unique sneaker I'd ever seen at that point. And uh, I knew I had to have them. I was, you know, saving my $2 week allowance and uh, ended up splitting the cost with my mom. And it, it was just an amazing feeling. You know what I mean? To be able to have that first sneaker that you saw that really like had you in awe and being able, to, being able to put those on my feet. It was just like, there was no feeling that could beat it. And I think even later that year, um, a pair of Jordan 14s, the, the last shot 14s, I was able to get a pair of those and, Man, I've been off and running ever since. You know, there were little lulls, you know, in my uh, sneaker collecting and a uh, sneaker wearing career, if you want to call it that. But uh, yeah, I've always had my eye on them, even during the times where you know money was tight and I couldn't afford them. But uh, I've just always been so intrigued by you know the sneaker community um, and just the way they look and the way they feel. Man, it's just like I said, there's there's no better feeling than putting on a fresh pair of kicks that you love and that you enjoy. I probably told all these stories on various podcasts, probably the podcast me and Nick did with, or Lord knows, but I got into shoes and kicks because that's what my favorite sports athletes were wearing. So it wasn't like, Oh, I want it. Cause it's fashion. I was like, I want those because Penny Hardaway wears those. 
I want those because Shaq has those on. I want those because Iverson has those on, you know, I was never, I wasn't a big Jordan fan coming up just because everybody was so crazy over Jordan. So I was like, I'll find my own guy. And then Penny got drafted. I was like, yes, this is perfect. Tall point guard. Let's do it. So I remember him wearing various Nike shoes that they didn't have the Penny moniker on it. You know, they had the one at first and then they moved on. And then, you know, he had like, you know, the penny ones and penny twos. But the story I'll tell is the penny twos. I was short my whole damn life until high school. And I got the penny twos, the the home, you know, the white and blues. And uh, they were a size six because my foot hadn't quite grown yet. And I had, you know, they back. I don't know if you know who's listening to this, but the kid size and the adult size or the big kid size, whatever the case, they were the same shoe, but they didn't look quite the same. You know, your air bubble might not go all the way around yeah. the back. You know, you just had the little baby, you know, yeah. or if you had like a tiny foot, you didn't get those two air bubbles in the front, you know, something like that. So the first pair, you know, going to school or starting off this year, they were, you know, the small kids version. And then around Christmas time's coming up and I'm my foot's getting a little bigger. I'm telling mom like, yo, think i can fit i think i can fit that six and a half now she was like oh you know we'll see you know but i was going to catholic school so she's like she'd always give me like i pay so much money for education you always want these shoes i'm like yeah but i'm really good at basketball it's, it's, it's the kicks mom you know and so um when we were sitting in her room watching something and the damn commercial came on penny two commercial and i was like oh my god right and she's sitting right next to me, i'm like yo I got to have those. She's like, I told you, I told you. Nope, nope, nope. You got your, you got your, you got your basketball shoes. Right. And so I'm like, oh, fuck, whatever. Right. So I'm just like out of my head, not even tripping off it. Christmas day comes, I get a little Sega game. I'm like, cool. Right. I don't know what it was. Mortal Kombat. Or so, I don't know, whatever. And then the next box, it looks like a shoe box. I'm like, yo, nah, nah, it's something else. You probably got me. I don't know. Rip it open. Penny twos awake blacks i was like oh my god right that was the most shocked i've ever been about shoes that's when i was like i think my mom's like yo this kid's obsessed and i was yes i have been obsessed ever since it's all because of penny and little penny <laughs> that's awesome man that's so true though penny was such a like he was so important back then too like because he was like just different right and then little penny on top of it it was like uh, you know, this might be blasphemous for for a podcast called the Sneaker History Podcast, but I, I would almost, you know, I would say like Penny Penny gave Jordan a run for his money for about three four years there with, with the shoes he wore. He did so, and on the court um, too until the until the knees went out on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Um, yeah, it's crazy too because I was kind of the opposite of you in terms of like growth. So like, I got my first pair of Jordans, like the summer of eighth grade, I think eighth to ninth grade, I worked like landscaping and like did all this crazy stuff. I was umpiring little league games. I was just like trying to make the money to buy a pair of Jordans. Right. And, uh, ended up buying, uh, the, the charcoal black and red Jordan nines, which you know, now people don't like the nines as much, but being a baseball guy, like I was, I was still a Jordan fan throughout those years where most people weren't. And, um, I remember I could have bought, like, I think there was, I think the tens were there 
and the Air Carnivore, if you guys remember that shoe with the crazy oh, straps. That's a good one. We're there. Um, oh, I got to look this you know, up. The nines were on sale, so I, I just went with the nines. And, like, it was obviously, like, a classic shoe, but I wore it for – I just I just wore it in the ground. I mean, I still have my pair, but they're crumbled all to hell. And um, But I say I was kind of the opposite because I was – you know, at like 11, 12 years old, I was wearing a size 13, but I hadn't grown height wise hardly at all. Like, so like, you know, eighth grade, I'm like wearing a size 13, but I'm like, you know, five foot three, five foot four. And then ninth (laughs) grade came around and like my feet stopped growing at 13, like at a size 13, but like I sprouted up in ninth grade and was like, by the time, like, end of ninth grade was there. I was like, you know, six one. I'm like, okay, cool. Like finally, finally got to a certain point here where like, I don't look, my uncles used to make fun of me. They called me said, I look like an L cause my shoes, my feet were so big, you know? Um, but it's, it's just one of those things, you know, like those same oh, memories, man. right. Of like, just like hooks you in. And then once you have it in your mind, you're like, damn, like I- I'm going to pay attention to this all the time. And like he said, like it kind of ebbs and flows, right? Like I got, you know, I'm really lucky to have been able to like work in the footwear industry for so long, but at the same time, like it was not that way for a long time, right? Like I was like, okay, well, I got to go get this, you know, corporate job and, and, you know, make, make sure I can make ends meet. Cause like, once you start rolling into life, there's all those things that kind of just get in the way of your hobbies. So, um, that's also why I think it's going to be dope to do this podcast with you guys on the hat side, because, um, you know, like these are things that like, kind of like with sneakers, you've got to be paying attention to it to just see what's, what's going on out there and to really understand what's going on. Because the average person might look and see somebody wearing a fitted and snapback, whatever, and be like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I'll, I'll go grab one of those, you know, and nothing against like, I'm obviously a huge fan of just the basic black and orange Giants hats. You know, we could get into the details on the Crown and Sitch podcast dropping on Wednesday. But like the details when you get into it are so much deeper and so much, you know, like you could just go down these rabbit holes of like, okay, like we've already talked about it on on a couple episodes of like just the changes in the Giants logos throughout the years, the changes in the colors that the teams wear slightly and all these things. So. It's 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 a pretty fascinating world, but it's also very similar to the sneaker thing, right? Like came along, I would say maybe a little bit later and had a little bit had a little bit higher ups and downs in the fit on the fitted side of things. Cause you know, back in I don't know, Matt, let's say back in the mid two thousands, right? Early to mid two thousands, you had that Mitchell and Ness like throwback era where everybody in hip hop was matching something to their jersey. And like some form of Air Force Ones. And it was like those colors, you know, like Keith wearing the socks hat tonight, those colors would be on. They'd have to find a jersey to match that and have to find the Air Force Ones to match that or customize a pair of Air Force Ones to match that. And that was the way it was. Right. Like it was like like the formula was like applied across almost everyone that was rocking this stuff back then. And then fitted's kind of kind of took a little like a little lull when the when the. And the economy kind of went down to the down the drain in like 2008, 2009. It felt like the brands were like trying to figure out like, okay, is this going to be a thing that comes back around to the extent that it was? 
but also like how can we kind of navigate that to make it something that you know like hype just drives so much now right and you know everybody wants to say like it comes from supreme which they definitely figured out a formula that works you know like saying okay thursday mornings be here you got to get it this is what it is and it's going to be gone no matter what it is and i think as sneakers started to do that as well and the resale market started to kind of push sneakers into the you know especially like the I would say like 2012, 2015 era, right? Where you didn't have StockX, you didn't have GOAT, but like eBay was popping. Like everything was on eBay. eBay. There was hundreds of thousands of pairs of crazy shoes on eBay. And every new release was there, you know, a week ahead of time. But there was like literally hundreds of those new releases there because everybody was trying to backdoor them out of their footlocker job or, you know, the early guys that were reselling like big business wise. But it's kind of crazy to see the fitted stuff now evolve even beyond that, right? Where collections and, and themes and all these things that like sneakers doesn't a pretty good job of that storytelling, but it's always very focused, right? It's like you only have one or two shoes in a, in a pack, maybe three, four tops, but with fitteds now we can expand that and see in brands like hat club and, you know, some of the other brands that we talk about on the show going like, okay, cool. We're going to do 12, 15, 20 different fitteds under this same storyline, but all of them are going to have a little bit of a different twist. Right. So I'm really like excited to be able to pay more attention to it and like talk to you guys about it every week, because one, I just don't get to see it all. And as we've already talked about on the show, the podcast has already cost me at least, you know, eight purchases so far. And it's just going to be, it's going to be a blessing and a curse and in the best way possible. But um, for me, fitteds were a baseball thing and really started that way, you know, from going to Giants games and, uh, you know, just kind of like being a fan of playing baseball. And so we get into this, like in more depth on our show, um, crown and stitch, but like for those of, for, for the audience that's listening to sneaker history right now, why don't you guys share how you guys got into fitted and like, what kind of, what kind of, you know, kickstarted it for you and, and, you know, like where you're at today too, like how, how you kind of view the, the fitted world compared to maybe sneakers and, and copying sneakers even. For me, I mean, like both of you guys, I'm a, I'm a lifelong giants fan and, uh, one thing that always stuck out to me when I watched the Giants play when I was young was uh, JT Snow. He was like one of my favorite players and he had the little flip down glasses that would, you know, you, they would be up against the, the bottom of his visor and you, you know, flip them down. And I don't know what caught my eye about that, but it had me one, a Giants hat real bad, you know, and I was a little kid. I didn't even know what size fitted I wore, none of that, but I knew I had to have the hat. It was, you know, between that and then uh, Griffey at the All-Star game. He was being a left-handed uh, batter when I played baseball, just trying to emulate his swing and kind of just his whole his whole swagger. You know, Griffey, Griffey was the guy for me as far as non-giant players and, you know, the backwards hat at the All-Star game and all that. It kind of, you know, sent me down that path of, uh, you know, paying attention to hats. And then now for me, like you had mentioned, Nick, it's – one of the main things that like draws me into a lot of fitteds is the different collections they have and the hooks they have to different themes. You know, 
it'll be something that maybe no one else would notice. But, you know, if I if something resonates with me about a certain theme or, you know, a certain pack that they're dropping and I know what it is and it's something that I enjoy, just just like a sneaker collab, you know, if it's something that speaks to you or, you know, someone that's doing a collab that you like, whether it's a musical artist or whatnot, um, those are the things that for me really make me enthusiastic about certain hats and stuff. Um, I'm not really picky as far as what teams I wear, minus the Dodgers. Sorry to any Dodgers fans out there, but uh, Praise the Lord. you will not find any Dodgers hats on my head. So. <laughs> <laughs> so besides that, you know, everything's fair game, which, you know, gives me kind of some freedom to, you know, if they have a certain pack that doesn't have a Giants hat in it, or I think another logo looks cool. Um, I'm a big sucker for a lot of the retro logos, too. I've been looking recently for, you remember those old Texas Ranger logos that have the cowboy hat sitting on top of the, the Ranger script? I don't know what it, what it is about that, but I don't know. That logo looks so cool to me. So I've, I've been on the hunt for one of those lately. And, you know, just like you said, it just kind of snowballs into staying on Instagram all day and waiting for hat drops. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, this is a very expensive habit, a very expensive hobby, like shoes are too. But I don't know. It's just something about spending fifty dollars, fifty five, sixty dollars on a damn hat. It's just like, damn. It just sounds. It just seems like it's just. Like it's three times the damage somehow. But uh, yeah, Keith. I'm also. I, I don't have any Texas Rangers hats, and I, I need one. I have a, a few Astros hats, but I got to get on a Rangers hat because me personally, yes, no Dodgers. Forget about it. But I will go with most. American League teams, no Angels, no Red Sox, no Yankees. Outside of that, I will, if the logo's nice, the color's nice, I'll, I'll give it a shot. But I got into hats because my dad was always a, a, a hat guy, not like a collector like that necessarily. He just always wore hats. So then he would, you know, pick up all kinds of random hats here and there. But he always had a hat on his head. He had a fro and a hat. So just like my hair is kind of like, kind of long, but his was just like up to here. So he almost looked like those old school 70s baseball players with who had the fro come out the back, you know, on the sides. <laughs> yeah. That was my pops. But he always had some random hat, trucker hat, fitted hat, snapback, whatever the hell. Always had a hat on. So I was always wearing hats, but it wasn't until the uh, mid-90s when uh, Puffy and May started coming with those red and blue Yankees fitteds, even though I'm not a Yankees fan, just to see them with the colors that weren't on field, it was rare. It was, you know, it was something yeah. different. I was like, damn, you know. And so it was hard getting your local team and a different color back then. Now it's it's nothing. But back then, you weren't just going to go down to wherever mall you're at and find a San Francisco Giants red hat or an A's blue hat. It just wasn't going to happen. So I... I had a couple Yankees hats back then. I, I also had a Dodgers hat, which lasted probably two weeks until my uncle found out and sat me down, explained <laughs> the laws of life to me. And yeah, never again. I don't know where the hat is. I think it's burning in hell. But that's how I got into fitteds <laughs> with uh, pretty much puffy and mace, shiny suits, fitted hats. And from there, I just always wore hats, started getting a lot of Giants hats. I have the same black and orange Giants hat probably 15,000 times over. There's a picture on my Instagram or Twitter where I just have a bed full of just the basic black and orange Giants hats. But 
then I got into Hat Club because they were making these real obscure minor league hats. I have never heard of these teams in my life. Some of these teams only last three, four years. You know, sometimes they last two years. Sometimes they last 20 years. But they had these crazy logos. And I was like, oh, this is where it's at. So I started collecting those and then got into they started doing, you know, the patches on the side. So it was like, oh, it's the A's fitted. But it's the 1989 Battle of the Bay. And I'm like, oh, got to get that. And then they started doing that. Then they started doing, you know, these collections and drops of random colors and schemes. And then everybody else got on. And now you can't buy a hat anymore from them unless you uh, give them a pint of blood with your uh, with your order. But um, to finish man, that off, unless you got like five hundred dollars resale yeah. too, man. Y- you tell me about it. I can't. I still can't find that Fernet hat. If anybody out there has the Fernet Sports World San Francisco Giants in a half, five h three quarters, I will make the shit work. I will give you whatever you want. No, almost whatever, almost. But uh, when it comes to hats with me, I buy it out the box or out the thing. I leave the stickers on. That's just how I do it. I don't really bend the brim unless it needs to be bent to fit my head properly. I put the pins on. So that's how I get down. I know Nick is taking everything off immediately. I I think Keith is kind of the same way. Slight, slight bend of the brim. But me, I'm almost like take out the box and put it on my head. I think that's what's going to make the podcast really interesting, right? We're all, we're all, like a little bit different in the way that we approach it. Right. And I, I think we talk about it on one of the episodes, but I always kind of go back to that, like new era commercial from like, I don't know, maybe like 10, 15 years ago where it was like, crush it, bend it, flip it. What, like all the different ways that people wear, (laughs) wear hats, you know? And like, that was just fascinating to me because you really, you really, it's just like sneakers in so many ways. Right. It's like, you could have a pair of Jordan ones, Jordan threes, whatever that is. And each one of us is going to wear it in a completely different way. Like just naturally, because we're like, you know, and sometimes you're going to have crossover and be like, yeah, this is, we, we're looking very similar here. Right. Like I could, I I've still got like every giant's hat to the, for the most part, I did get, get rid of some after high school, but like, you know, I've got a solid like 20 plus years worth of giant's hats. Most of them I cannot wear because, you know, I wore them so much that they're just like shrunken down and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, it's just an interesting like kind of place to be, too, because the fitted stuff now, like to your point about like Puff and Mason, like that era. Right. Like it was a you're 100 percent right. You could go into, you know, in Sacramento, there's a store here called Sports Fever. And it's also one of the places where I would go to get jerseys because the jerseys would, you know, like. I, I, I'm never paying full price for jerseys. Sorry. But like, I love jerseys, but I, I love the hunt for those jerseys more than I love paying that much money for them, especially authentics. Cause it's like, look, man, I'm going to wear this Jersey five times a year tops. If even, because the more jerseys tops. I have, the less I'm going to rotate through. So like, I'm not trying to pay 150, 200, $300 for, for a Jersey. I'm trying to pay 40, 50 bucks, maybe, Maybe more if it's a player that I really got to have. But I would go into this place called Sports Fever. Uh, it's in the Arden Mall. I actually, I bought this, uh, I bought this like lifelong discount thing. And I still have this little, it's like the jankiest little like piece of paper. It's a little blue piece of paper. It just has Sports Fever printed on it. And it's a 10% discount. It has the date that I signed up for it. I should f- find that actually. 
But, you know, you, so you get 10% off well, every say, time what's you the go date? in there. But I bought it like 20 years ago, you know, like I don't, I don't even remember the date, but it's hella old. But like, I still have it, you know, it's like, just, all right, well, but going in there back then, it would be like, like a yellow Yankees hat. Maybe, maybe if you were lucky, you could get a black and white Giants hat. But for the most part, it was anything that was worn on field, right? Like, you know, you might have had some different colored ones back when they were doing the All-Star separately. And like, OK, you had like a, a Giants on field and an All-Star and you might be able to get an old logo once in a while. But even with a wall of hats, like it was it was not like colors, right? It wasn't a lot of selection. There wasn't a lot of choices. And it's shifted so much in recent years. If you haven't been paying attention to, to hats, everything is kind of like there's so many people doing it that that like the creativity is like endless. It's like imagine if, you know, if a Nike like a like a Nike or a Jordan retailer was all of a sudden given the opportunity to make their own colorways almost all the time. That's basically what it feels like with fitteds right now, because there's so many retailers that, that, you know, like make some crazy dope hats, but like people don't even know because the names of the places, you know, it's like, there's just so many people that are getting to do them. And to, to Keith's point, they're doing all these collections that I think are just really exciting. Right. And it, it like, you could see people starting to connect their passions <clears throat> through the stories that they're weaving into like creating these collections. And to me, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like sneakers, but also like there's even a, another level of excitement for me because it's so it's, it's the smaller level of retailers, right? It's like, it's like, it feels like a lot of mom and pop shops get their own like colorway of a, of a, you know, whatever hat, or they'll get to put their own, their own spin on something, you know, like, like cotton candies and, and all these like, you know, neons and all these different like things where it's like, Oh, that's a cool, cool twist. You know, like I, I kind of want, kind of want that, you know? And to me, it's also like, although the expensive, the, the hats are expensive. I really love the kind of the, the, the versatility that you can find with all these different teams out there. Right. Like being a giants fan and, and wearing most almost exclusively giants hats all the time. Um, you know, I can still find 30, 40 different colors on a regular basis if I wanted to. Right. And like mix that up and, you know, tie it together with a, with a sneaker release. And one of the things that I think is going to be fun for the show that we've already had some fun with it, but I wanted to let you guys talk about it a little bit is like, you know, we're going to do a segment called kicks and fits. So like, we'll be able to share sort of the, the sneakers that we're wearing, but also the fitted that we're wearing with that, because um, I'll toss this to you, Dexter, because you you explained it the best. You know, how, how do you go about choosing that fit? How do you go about choosing the head to toe and connecting those dots with with the stuff that you're wearing for kicks and fits? And like, I guess, talk about that part of like just like the style aspect of it and the aesthetic. But then, you know, maybe share one of your kicks and fits that you got. Oh, OK. OK. Um, so me personally, when I'm getting ready I mean, I got some I got some beaters. I got some like shoes. I'm like, yo, these are just errand shoes. These are grocery stores. These are Walgreens. These are whatever. Got to do something real quick. All right, cool. Throw those on comfortable. Don't really care too much. Right. But they're still like 
pair of Jordan ones or Air Max or something, you know, they're still like some decent shoes, but like, it's just like, all right, I've worn these so much. They, they're taking a, they're taking an L right now, you know, kind of like how Nick was when he was a kid, you know, L. <laughs> but, um, so when I'm getting ready for like a real like day, if I'm not going to work, I'm really about to like go hang out, do something. I, the first thing I think about is what shoe I want to wear. And then I think, what hat do I have that will complement that? And everything in between doesn't really matter. Like Keith's got the white tees, right? I would throw a white tee, a black tee. This damn Tyson tee right here, it's black. It's got a little yellow. You know, it's nothing too, you know, crazy. I'm not, I don't care about anything between neck and ankle too much, you know, sweats, pants, pair of jeans, like whatever. It's the kicks and the hat, but the kicks first and then the hat, unless I got a new hat, then I'm like, whoa, hold on. Do I have a pair of kicks to go with this? So th you gotta, that's me personally right there. But if we're going to pull out a kicks and a fit going on, I just happen to have something close. What a coincidence. <laughs> so the Chicago UNC Jordan ones with the Myrtle Beach surfers, which I think oh, they're, this was like the little one-off surf dogs, but they, yep. I think they were called the Myrtle Beach. I can't think of it, but yeah, the color is like right on point. Like the red's the red, the blue's the blue. That's what you, everything in between, I care less. White tee and some pair, a pair of sweats. So the question is, are we going to do a recent cop too? Are we going to show them how we do that as well? Huh? huh? I mean, huh? might as well. Might as well. You got one, right? So. I mean, this is a recent cop for sure. This is the, the Gold Diggers uh, hat club. But I got something else for y'all. Hold on. This is the 1905 New York Giants polo grounds patch right here. And it has the golden brown batterman to match the golden brown patch right there. This is a what hat heaven? I think it was a hat heaven. Yeah. Shout out to hat heaven. Yep. yep. They be coming through. I love that one, man. Yeah. I love me that too. one. Boom! Right there, hat heaven. Still, I'm still waiting. What for you got, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's funny how Nick was talking about you know the early 2000s where the hat had to match the shoes had to match the throwback I might still be stuck in those times minus I'm not really wearing the throwback all the time but man my style hasn't changed since probably 2004 except maybe uh, no more tall tees but besides that I mean similar to Dexter like it's the hat and the shoes that's the most important to me but in between still has to match. And a lot of times I don't always have the right thing, which is why 90% of the time, if you see me, I will be in a black tee or a white tee. And then like Dexter, you know, the hat has to match the shoes. I'm really, really particular about my colors matching up. Like I can't have two different shades of blue that are a little bit off, but you know, if you have that on the head and on the feet, if they're separated, you can't always tell. So I can get away with it a little <laughs> bit more. So, That's a good point. you know, That's a good point. I could be one, one, maybe two shades off. You know what I mean? It might, it might deceive you a little bit if uh, you got to look up and down and 
you know, <laughs> they're not sitting right next to each other, but it's, it's super similar to Dexter. You know, it's, it, it's the hat and the shoes for me. You know, I can, white tees are $5 at the liquor store. I can run through those all day. There you go. But, uh, for the kicks and the fits. Oh, out the nice. LeBron eight South beaches, which I was able to obtain by someone on the discord. Thank you again, Todd, for hitting on me when those drop. Really appreciate it. And the hat we got to match is the... Oh, come on. This is the Cyberpunks. Are you pulling the black light out for it? I want to say... This is not the black light one. You you might have to watch watch an episode of Crown and Stitch if you want to see the black... Nah, this is a... This is a little different, but, you know, you got the... The blues that kind of match up on there. And then especially, like, on the side patch, like... No, that's a little it. off, but like I said, between the hat and the feet, you know, I don't think I'm at least hoping somebody doesn't catch that. And if you do, <laughs> call me up. <laughs> Let me know so I uh, so I switch it up the next time. So do you do you start feet first, sneakers first, then fitted? Uh, it depends. Sometimes I'll get a hat because I really like it, but I'll sit on it for six months until I either have the funds or find the right sneaker to match with it. You know, there's a couple of hats I haven't even pulled out yet. Cause I'm like, man, I don't know how to make this work with the kick. So they, uh, they stay on the shelf with the sticker on until I'm ready to, you know, pull it off. And, uh, till I find the right thing to go yeah, on my yeah. feet, that'll match it. I mean, Dexter made a good point too. Like sometimes you get that new one in and you just got to rock it right away. Right. And I know everybody is listening thinking sneakers. I like guess the same thing for a hat, right? When you get a good, when you, when you've been waiting, <laughs> like there's just no stopping that. Just going straight to the dome, man. Like, like gotta have it on. At, if I'm not leaving the house without it, sometimes it's like when you get like a, you know, that fresh pair of like Air Maxes or something, you know, like where you're just like, damn, this color is popping. You have to wear it. I, I feel the same way about about hats sometimes. You know, just like just get that same big ass grin on my face, opening the box, feeling like kid at Christmas, and and uh, the good thing is a pair of white on white air forces matches with <laughs> everything so when in doubt you know you could throw an all white or all black shoe and you can wear true, it you want true good point good point all right so crown and stitch is going to be on wednesdays you'll be able to f- catch the first few episodes this week uh you'll be able to subscribe to us on youtube on twitch on instagram and twitter and tiktok and I don't know, all those places. Everybody knows guys are Giants fans. Going to assume that a Giants hat is probably one of the go-tos. Just to give a little more a little more insight to, to your, your choices here, since we've been talking a lot about which comes first kind of conversation. What's one of your go-to sneakers? What's one of, the, what's one of your go-to sneakers that you're always going to go back to? And what's one of the fitteds non- Giants that you're always going to go back to. Dexter, take this one first. I need to think. <laughs> oh, man, I'm on the spot. Damn. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> my bad. So my favorite shoe of all time is the original foam posit penny royal blue. No swoosh. The original. There was then. There was nothing else. That was it. They broke the fucking mold. Okay, I don't want to hear anything else about this. That was it. I love that damn shoe. I slept with that shoe. Okay, 
Oh, man. Like if they had a suitcase back then for shoes, that would have been me going to my basketball games because I've literally carried it in the box like a baby. But I haven't worn those as much recently. I would say my like whenever I'm feeling like, all right, I'm about to like I'm about to step it up like you got a good suit you want to put on for your interview or, you know, meeting or something with me. That's probably going to be. Either just a pair of Space Jams, which I have fucking every pair of them that ever came out, or Shatter Backboards, man. Always a good choice. And since I can't go, since I can't go black and orange, Giants hat. Um, damn. So I have an Oakland A's uh hat. With the 1984 Giants candlestick all-star game patch on the side. So it's an ace hat with the Giants on the same damn hat. That or this Cleveland Indians Freddy Krueger nightmare edition hat. I love this damn thing. With I have the, the Freddy Krueger vans too. So there you go. Hat, kicks, match, everything in between. Who cares? <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Uh, for me, it would have to be a pair of Concord 11s. I got them maybe about a year ago. I, you know, slept on, slept on them on the release. But, uh, you know, once I got my pair, I just feel like it's such a classic looking shoe, you know, and it's, it's pretty easy to match with everything. There's nothing that you could throw on that's going to look bad with a pair of Concord 11s, you know, unless you're doing yep. something crazy. Yep. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just it. it it's a perfect shoe to me. It, it it really doesn't get any better than that. And as far as the hat goes, you said a non-Giants hat, right? Yep. Uh, just to go with the black and white theme of the Concord 11s, I would say uh, the Birmingham Barons hat. I got a Birmingham Ooh. Barons. That's one of my two minor league hats. And it just is beautiful. It has a, uh, the side patch is a, is a, uh, has gold side patch and the UV is like a like a really light teal color. So it's just like a little splash of color in there to break it up a little bit. But I don't know. I just what is the patch? I don't know on if it's side? just from Jordan playing baseball for them. You know what? Let me let me pull it out. I think yeah. it's the Southern League, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's okay. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. Damn. That's I'm watching nice. it out, but and then. It's like a oh, light yeah. blue teal, kind of like a almost damn same damn color as my hat, maybe a shade shade or two lighter. But I don't know. This is just I don't know if it's because seeing Jordan play baseball for them and having you know the baseball cards that I was super juiced when they had you know flipping through baseball cards as a kid and found Michael Jordan on a baseball card that that kind of blew my mind and I wish I still held on to those too. I don't know where they ended up, you know, through the moves oh. or whatever, but. I need one of those back. Time to go uh, hunt eBay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Um, it, I actually, uh, yeah, I actually, I actually got that hat. Um, so, like, I have, I, I have to check mine. You have to, you have to catch the uh, Crown and Stitch podcast, but I'll pull it out because I can't remember if my undervisor is that color or if it's black, and it makes me wonder, like, when. Like when that cycle comes back around, right? Because like you know, just like sneakers, right? You got like the retros popping off every, I don't know, every few years for certain things. But like 
and other things take a while to come back around. And then there's that slight twist where like the undervisor is a little bit different this time around. So um, we need like a, we need a site to document all this stuff is what we need. You know, so Do you remember so where you bought yours from? I don't remember. I mean, my default answer to that is hat club. Cause I buy, I, I seem to buy a lot of stuff from them, but like, you know, it, it really could be anywhere to be honest. And the problem is like, yeah, I, I, I unfortunately like haven't always used the same email because I'll use one that's like my normal email. And then I'll be like, Oh, I use this one to make purchases. So I get all the, you know, the like sale emails and all the notifications over here. So like sometimes like I end up with You're multiple accounts on, on a site, not even intending to have multiple accounts on a site, you know? So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check it out. That'll be, that'll be a good, a, what's that's that? Smart and confusing. <laughs> I said that's smart and oh, yeah, probably totally. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's a pain in the ass sometimes because I'm just like, wait, what did I sign up for this with? Why did I sign up for this in the first place? <laughs> Uh, let me interject real quick. So we were talking undervisors. So earlier, uh, while I was um, waiting for uh, us to all get together on the same uh, feed here and do this, I was uh, scouring this little website. Not going to tell you what it is because we're going to get way more in detail on that on Crown and Stitch. But... I was reading some tidbits in there and on the podcast, we like to drop some hat facts. We're nerds. It's not about style 100%. We're really about all of the hat, the construction of the hat, the logo, how it changes, the undervisor, the side patches, all these things have history. And while I was scouring that, they said that the Giants were the first team to utilize black undervisors yeah. in the mid 90s. So crazy black nasty. history right there. Yep. So if you follow and subscribe, you're going to get knowledge, not just fly ass hats all the time. But also I have a question for you guys as a host. Sometimes I you know, want to do my host thing. I have a question for you guys. So we're talking about Jordan 11s and I used to know a company or a, a shoe store that was backdooring shoes like crazy. And so I would get all holiday Jordan 11s on the same day every year. How do you guys feel about getting stuff, shoes, since this is sneaker history, how do you feel, like, feel about getting shoes early or late? Or do you care? Or do you want them day one? Or if you do want to spend $30 extra, would you mind getting them early? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, if it was only $30 to get them early, I would, I would pay that every time, you know. <laughs> That way I don't got to wake up at 7 a.m. for a sneakers release on a Saturday or, you know, have to deal with taking a million L's, anything like that. You know, I'd, I'd definitely be down to get them early, but it, it doesn't really bother me either way. You know, if it's a shoe that I want and I'm able to obtain it, it's all good. It could be, you know, same day, early, a month later, as long as I'm not having to pay resale. You know, the $30 early, that's that's not too big a deal for me. I, I can make that happen, but... uh you know, as long as they're not pounding me over the head for five hundred dollars. Yeah, but sometimes it is thirty dollars. Then they want fees and shipping, so that thirty turns into sixty. You know, that's really the issue there. Yeah. Yep. No, that, that, yeah, that's I mean true. that's that's a good question because it's different for everybody too, right? Like, and it's different for every shoe. There are some shoes that, like, I mean, be like, you know, being a penny fan. 
the LWP, if it came back again, would be a shoe that I would just absolutely have to have. Oh like I've got God. a couple pairs from the 2013 release or whatever. But the 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 low top version of the LWP was called the Lombaste, and that was the first shoe I bought with my own money. Yes. Like I went and bought the whole. I got the the black with the the royal swoosh, and I got the socks with the black with the royal swoosh to match. I got like royal like basketball shorts. Like I got a, a a shirt to go with it, a Nike shirt. It was like the first time I was like, you know, I had like worked enough to have money to buy the full head to toe fit and. So, like, if that shoe came back, yeah. like, I'm just, it, you know, unfortunately, I'd probably be like, ah, nobody's going to want it. And then it would sell out. And then I'd be like, well, I'll wait till somebody lowers the price a little bit more. And then I'd realize, okay, I'm just going to have to pay way too much to get these. But at the same time, like, I, I don't feel like I have to have a lot of things, like, you know, to buy it ahead of time or to pay resale for for it there's just so much stuff coming out that like, you know, aside from a shoe like shattered backboards where like being a giants fan, a Jordan one fan, like that was just a shoe that I wanted from the very beginning. I didn't buy it. I didn't hit on it. Like I ended up buying it, you know, secondhand, like months later from a friend, which, you know, like thankfully he, he sold it to me for a relatively cheap price, still paid him more than retail. Cause clearly the shoes worth much more, but you know, it just varies on the shoe for me, to be honest. And, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have any problems with it either way. Right. Like I understand that like, Hey, if you're, if you're backdooring shoes to make your rent as a, as a, you know, an independent shoe store, that's what you do. You know, like it's a part of the, it's part of the business at this point. Right. Because you've also got to buy all that crap that, you know, that, that the brands want to make you sell. That's not going to sell. So, um, and as far as resell, I try not to pay resale for, for anything. I haven't really paid like too crazy of prices on anything other than maybe a couple of pairs here and there where like I collect soul collector collabs and, you know, and Reebok questions are like my two kind of like die hard. I'm, I'm very committed to these shoes. Um, and like, you know, there's a few others. Like I have like the Nike town, San Francisco joints, the Air Max nineties. And I paid, you know, like they'll go for, yes. they'll go for like eight hundred, twelve hundred dollars. I think I got them for like four fifty, five hundred, something like that. And that's the most I've ever paid for a pair of shoes. But there's only what ninety of those shoes, I think. And very specific. You know, I I was I was hanging out trying to get them. You know, the first time they dropped. And you know, if for, if you're anywhere around the Bay Area, man, Nike Town, San Francisco, when it first opened, was like it was like a life changing experience. Like it was like, what we can get like all these crazy. Oh my things God. Can we talk about Nike town? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah, kind of just all over the place Man. for me to be honest, to answer that the best I can, I guess. But how about you, Dexter? How do you feel about it? Oh, I, I mean, I, I want at least those levens. I wanted them as soon as I could get them because I didn't want to have to worry about, not wanting them. Obviously, later on, they started making what 1.5 million plus every yeah. release. So everybody was getting them. You, you could have a whole family of people. Grandma gets a pair. The baby gets a pair. The mailman can have a pair. Like everybody, like they could be house shoes essentially. But there was a point where they weren't that abundant. People were getting shot, robbed for yeah. them. So I was like, "Yo, 
I gotta have them. Like, I want them. Like, how soon are you guys gonna release them? Like, as soon as they come in the door, they're going out the back door. That's yep. what the whole back door yep. means, you know? So I was like, yo, I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be in the back door. I'll be in the, in the parking lot. So I was like, man, how much you want? Like, so I have to worry about it. Then like, you know, even if I wore them a week later, everybody's like, whoa, hold on. What are those? I'm like, oh, you'll find out in a couple weeks. You know, that was like, you know, a little flex. That was enough for me. Yeah, totally. Definitely back then I would have been, I would have been more likely to, to pay a little extra to get it backdoored compared to like nowadays. Right. Nowadays, I just feel like, even if you miss a shoe, it's not like it's impossible to get. But like in 2001, if you didn't get cool gray 11s, if you didn't find them on, on, on Nike talk or soul collector forum, ISS forums, or maybe on eBay, but like, you know, the fake stuff on eBay was, was a problem back then. You know, there was exactly. no checks and balances keeping people safe. If you got screwed out of a pair, you know, nope. like nobody wanted to, to go through all those disputes and, filing with PayPal and filing with eBay and like all that stuff was all just a pain in the ass. So like back then, yeah, like I would have, had I known somebody, you know, like 2001, you know, it's funny. I just, we just drove by Florin mall today for the first time. And like, since I've been back in Sacramento, cause my parents live out that direction and I haven't been by there in forever. Like, you know, like dudes got robbed at Florin mall when those cool gray 11s dropped. Like we, we, we all heard about it through Nike talk and then saw it on the news. And we're like, Oh, glad we went to Arden. Glad we went to sunrise mall. You know, I, I still didn't get a pair, but like we went to Arden and then we drove all the way out to sunrise mall to try to get them too. And, you know, of course, like no, no luck, but it's just, it's interesting because it's changed so much, you know, and to your point, like there's just, there's so much more out there now that, you know, I feel like if I really wanted something, I can always just go scoop it off of, off of, you know, one of these, one of these resale sites and, most of them are pretty good at, at authenticating the stuff nowadays. So at least I hope they are. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So let's, let's wrap this up real quick. We got new podcast, going to talk some fitteds, going to talk some, some obscure hats. We got some, some good obscure hats already in, in the bag. Um, we're going to talk probably some snapbacks. You know, this is, this is a full headwear experience. I'll, I'll say, um, it's going to be on Wednesdays, probably drop it in the mornings, uh, West Coast time. At Crown and Stitch on all the platforms, at Crown and Stitch or slash Crown and Stitch on YouTube. Uh, but more importantly, you guys got to follow Dexter and Keith. So, guys, you, you guys got to let them know how they can connect with you. You can follow me on IG at Keith the Sneak with two Ks. I am also... Uh, pretty active in the sneaker history discord under the same username find me there but uh like nick said more importantly follow at crown stitch on all the platforms i'm dexter at smooth as eggs on everything if you can find it i'm probably already got my domain name there username is sewn up like whatever the whatever new hipping happening kid damn app that's popping up i'm downloading it fast getting my name and then i'm dishing it to the side but um, also, Industry Special Podcast. That's my podcast. Like I said, I have had Nick on. I have had other people in the Sneaker History Discord on. Clint and Varian is a top five episode, period, on of any podcast in history. It is like Mount Rushmore of podcast episodes. 
It was amazing. I had never talked to Clint, never met that man in my life. And it was just genuine, great times and fun talk. Please check it out. Follow, like, subscribe. I've been on a hiatus recording because we've been doing this. And you're going to see on Wednesday, we've been putting in good work for y'all. So we're going to have the social media's going to be going on. Hashtag Squatchy Gang. Okay. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, check out <laughs> Crown and Stitched. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Thank y'all. Peace. See y'all soon. Exactly. Hey, actually, too, before we before we get out of here, we already got a list of folks that we're going to have come on and talk about fitteds as well. So get you a little insider knowledge to Dexter's point earlier about, you know, it's 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 much more than just the aesthetics. We got to We got to learn some things while we're doing this. We got to learn as hosts, but you get to learn as listeners. So, uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's that's about it for, for me. Any any last parting parting thoughts from you guys before we wrap? Squatchy gang. Squatchy That's about gang. it. Squatchy gang. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for rocking with us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, to the YouTube, to all the different places. We're gonna keep telling you about this because we're excited to, to do this podcast for you and share some of our love for fitteds, snapbacks, hats, headwear, whatever you want to call it. Squatchy gang. We'll see you next time. Peace. 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 Hey everyone, this is Nick again. Before you take off, do us a solid and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Give us a rating on Spotify or Amazon Music and make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel because we have even more content coming for you in 2022. Speaking of new content, we have an amazing community of sneaker enthusiasts that hang out in the Sneaker History Discord on a daily basis. While sneakers is the connection point that brought us all together, we've all discovered countless shared passions we have in common with other people within the community. We recently launched the first of a handful of new podcasts that will be coming directly from our sneaker history community. We'll get into the details for those in a future episode, but I'm excited to share that the Exhaust Notes podcast is now live. Now, this is a show about the world of cars, racing, and other automotive-related topics. If you're a fan of Formula One, Formula Drift, cars and coffee, or you're just a weirdo like me that enjoys the smell of gasoline, I think you'll enjoy this one. If you do, add Exhaust Notes to your subscribe list so you'll be updated when we drop future episodes. As always, thank you for supporting Sneaker History, and don't forget to tell someone you like their kicks today. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.